0: Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettemunker.
1: And I'm Kenton Larson. And we're
0: going to be doing a bit of a shortened episode today because we were in line at Tim Hortons for 15 minutes.
1: That was the most torturous (laughs) lineup. And, 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 And I've had many torturous lineups at Tim Hortons, but this one took the cake. An army of people working feverishly uh, on something behind the scenes and not a single customer standing at the Wicket, yeah. which is my favorite. Oh,
0: I like the word Wicket. That's a great word.
1: Wicket the Ewok. Yes. <laughs> Why do you like the word Wicket?
0: I don't know. I just You don't hear it used very often.
1: Well, it's because I'm an old man there, Dan, and I I use some old-timey lingo. It
0: it makes me feel like a bank, though. And that's kind of what the situation is like when you used to line up at the bank. And surprisingly, whenever I actually do go into a bank, I still see a lineup there. And that's probably the same reason why there's a lineup at Tim Hortons because there's not enough employees to handle the the band. And it's funny. At the bank – they should do this at Tim Hortons. At the bank, there's always somebody who comes along the line going – is there something I can help you with? Meaning, can you go use the machine for whatever you're here to right. do? <laughs> right. Right? Because a lot of them are older people who don't know how to use the ATM. I know how to use the ATM. The thing I have to do needs a real person. I'm sorry. Just what it is. So yeah. I wish they should go along the Tim Hortons line and take our orders as we're waiting and then get just get them served up faster. I was lamenting the loss of our exchange, or our, uh, express line that we used to have. A few years ago, which was just like, if you are just get coffee, go through this line. Yeah. And that just, I don't know what happened. And then they also
1: experimented at one point with a student only line. But the <laughs> biggest joke was it was the long line. And then I would just dance right through the regular line. and right. It actually rewarded non-students. Yes. And in an attempt to reward them, it actually punished them.
0: Anyway. Okay. Enough well, about Tim Hortons.
1: I also want to say wicket. Pete Townsend has a song where he says, I don't have a ticket. I got to get past the wicket. They say that the trick is to walking backward like you're walking out. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's good. the trick.
0: Just pretend you've already got your coffee. Uh,
1: walking in backward, though, I don't know. <laughs> I you try to go see a movie walking in backward. Right. Doesn't work.
0: Um, but you guys uh, went to the uh, Can Lions uh, Awards uh, presentations, the yeah. best commercials in the world presented at our local art gallery. Me and, uh, me you and, and some students. Yeah,
1: thirty some students, I think. probably. And how was that? Uh, it was. It's always good. This year, the key takeaway was it was more serious than funny. Uh, the the award winning so ad going the
0: first time that's ever happened.
1: Uh there were, it was not without humor. I don't want to make it seem like there was it was humorless. No, that's but not the No, you usually that's
0: case. the overall trend when I go to these things.
1: Uh no, not this year. This year is far more and I and I tweeted that it's uh more serious real for more serious times and it just seemed like there was a lot of stuff that was either in specific response to or in sort of a veiled response to Trump. <laughs> and there's a lot of that. And and um I and hey, I I love the impeachment hearings like anybody, you know, like, yeah, let's get behind this. But uh, the somber tone uh, was – quite surprising so that when you got something funny, it was like rip roar. It was like, oh, this is great. And, and we, they,
0: they don't organize it by yeah. that either. It's organized by no. the award winners, like which ones yeah. won the best and the, the different categories and stuff. So you could get a completely different tone from an ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the beauty of that. In another one, I was actually talking to a student before who was asking how long it was, of course. Um, and I'm like, you know, you really don't have a sense of when it's going to end when you're in the middle of these things because they're just showing them you know, one spot at a time, which is like 30 seconds. Sometimes they're more than – sometimes they're a couple of minutes long if it's yeah. an extended thing or meant for YouTube. That's something else that's changed in the last few years that we have a lot of videos that are – or a lot of ads that are really just YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, what was your favorite commercial of the night?
1: Um, there, believe it or not, it's a Norwegian one for a pension company. And I don't <laughs> remember the name. And the whole concept is one day you will be old too. And the concept behind the ad campaign is two senior citizens explaining to their son Mads. Um, Actually, they're not senior citizens, they're older adults. But Mads Nicholson. No, explaining to their son Mads things they used to do when they were young. And it's, uh, they're trying to teach him the floss and the dab. And because one day you'll ah. all be old. And uh, then they talked about uh, using dating apps. And then he, uh, he chose me because I was showing side boob, and Mads is just sitting at the table going like, "Kill me, please." <laughs> so that's a that's a great, and there's three commercials in the series, and it is absolutely great. All right, I'll link to them in their but, in their show notes. And I and actually, um, one of the ones with the most awards is one that lots of people have seen in North America, and that's the New York Times uh, ad campaign last year about uh, that. Once again, one that specifically calls out Trump but uh showing sort of um uh i can't remember what the campaign is now i can't remember the theme line but showing how news how uh new york times reports behind the scenes and all the work that it takes to report the news and i haven't so, seen that one well when you uh it's one of those where that i think they were represented four or five times the same basic like the classic campaign where individual ads won different categories right, 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 sort of thing so we saw a number of them so by the time you know, by the time we'd seen the fifth one or something, you sort you you know, you're kind of like you're not as excited about it. I think if they just would've shown one it would have been more exciting. But it was good. You know, I love seeing them every year. I always feel, you know, it's a nice break before you have to do all that marking. And... <laughs> so it's nice. It was nice. I
0: am going to go see it during the public screenings. I wasn't able to make it last night, but I am going to see it during the public screenings, mm. uh, which will be in December, I believe. Uh, yeah. when they actually do it. That was just like you were at an industry night special screening for people in the advertising industry. The Ad, yeah. Ad Association of Winnipeg put it together. Yeah. So shout out to them. And uh, it's actually timely because today in my marketing class, marketing the library class, I'm talking about the big idea behind campaigns. Why? So I'm talking about. I'm going to use a couple different examples in oh, class.
1: Tell me how you define it because that could be something that's on my students' test. Uh,
0: the big idea yeah. is the overall concept or theme of a of a of, of an ad campaign specifically. So it's like a, a single kind of communications idea. Um, you know executed across multiple platforms I show. The examples I show are, uh, and multiple ads as well. I'm going to do the Mac versus PC. That's my favorite ad campaign of all time. Um, the Snickers, You're Not You When You're Hungry. That's a great uh, campaign as well. And I had to do a local and First of all, I'm trying to think of Canadian and local. And so for Canadian, I thought of, and I couldn't find an example of this online, but there's the infamous 7-Eleven. Uh, this is a bad idea. Going to 7-Eleven is a good idea, whatever that is. Like yeah. you see the guy trying to steal the Wi-Fi or he's trying to like, like uh copy, a spin class, like gymnastics, whatever, aerobics class. Uh, they're not great dads, yeah. but it is an overarching theme behind this. Like, these are all bad ideas, but going to 7 Eleven is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's not always, what is it? Stealing your neighbor's Wi-Fi, not a good idea. Going to 7-Eleven is. Anyway, (laughs) but for the local campaign, I chose the Recycle Everywhere raccoon um, one with the raccoons going through. People in these anthropomorphic raccoon costumes uh, going through the garbage, in which one of our students is in. What? Uh, um, Sarah Jane is in that spot. uh, She's in it? Yep, absolutely. Is she a raccoon? No, she's she's the wife. Uh, scared wife. The wife uh, of the raccoon. No, nope, no. Nope, there's another. There's the wife <laughs> of the raccoon. Anyway, those those are the examples I'm going to talk about in class today, you know, in an effort to get them to come up with something for our client.
1: Great, and that's a test answer on my. There you go. On the test that I'm giving my first year students. So, should they have the misfortune or fortune to listen to our podcast, uh, they will have that answer.
0: There you go. All right, let's get into our main discussion topic today. Uh, it's been another kind of up. Heaval in our local media and also media in Canada. There's been a number of layoffs uh, locally here in uh, Winnipeg. CTV, or rather Bell Media, mm-hmm. laid off a few people, including Gord LeClaire, longtime uh, news anchor, like the kind of the main news anchor for CTV News here in Winnipeg for, since 1995, apparently. I guess he'd been there since 95. I don't know when he's became the, the main anchor, but he'd been there for a long time. Um, and then also on the radio side, and uh, uh, Bob FM, uh, Mark Morris. Uh, for, who's on their morning show was laid off, and he, uh, it's a shame because he's a super nice guy. I've met him on a number of occasions, and super nice guy, super funny. And I thought he had a really good morning show going there with Bo. Bo continues to survive after losing. He's lost several partners over the years. Bo and Tom were, were of course, the duo, and then Tom was, uh, was he, Tom retired. Sorry, Tom retired, yeah. and then uh, and but he, you know. And then uh, he's had – Dez is gone, and I think Dez might be in another another station now. But anyway –
1: I tweeted a joke once saying that if you're hosting a radio show where the person you're hosting it with is named Tom – your your job is not secure. No, there was, <laughs> Tom and Larry. Uh, yeah. Larry
0: is no longer on the air. Uh, although he's on the uh, Nostalgia Station, which is kind of a, a non for profit one, where all mm-hmm. the kind of that's where all the radio professionals go to retire and to keep active in radio. They do that. Yeah. But Tom is still the other Tom uh, McGorn is still on the air here in Winnipeg. He was an, a famous disc jockey back in the day. But yeah, it's just it's it's disheartening. And I was actually talking to Tom Milroy on the weekend. He still does a show on CJOB on Saturdays. So he comes in on Saturday mornings. I, I talked to him quite a bit and he's a com grad as well so we have that in common and he's like what do you tell your students when this happens right I'm like I don't know tell them that they're not the ones getting laid off because they're young and they don't make as much money that's the bright side of things I guess for people but nobody wants that's not
1: really a bright side I
0: know but nobody wants to get into an industry in which there are regular layoffs like Mm -hmm. this and it's not like layoffs are you know unique to to news or broadcasting but it seems to be the one thing these companies are doing to solve their problem of not making enough money and that's a shame because i mean i think there could be other things they could do to try and make more money and that, that's kind of what i want to talk about today
1: well i think and i'm not surprised by this because uh earlier this year i had the discussion with my class about oh uh, you know what happened to the what how did advertising journalism and technology all come together to uh kill not kill but seriously maim <laughs> and, and sometimes kill uh, the newspaper. Right. A lot of and, newspapers right. have died. And how, and this week also the Carberry newspaper right. called it. And yeah. I, and I did my, there used to be, um, a uh, 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 what was it called? An assignment called Jammin' in Creecom. And that was <laughs> Journalism Advertising Manitoba Newspapers. I remember this. Yeah. Yes, I did this. It was the Out of Town Project, which yeah. we then renamed the Manitoba Travel Project. Oh,
0: okay. So I did, st- we did do an advertising yeah. slash journalism assignment together. Yeah. Uh, but it was not the – It was not prep. called Jammin'. I, no. I changed
1: the name as soon as that instructor quit <laughs> because I was like, I, I don't like saying Jammin'. G- J-A-M-N. Jammin.
0: Uh, no! So I didn't like, like it. it.
1: So I went to Carberry and it was they were lovely people at that Carberry newspaper. Yep. And they bought me lunch.
0: They bought oh, me lunch nice. in the
1: town of Carberry and I loved it. It was a very – me and some of my – uh, colleagues from school,
0: and then to go along with the local layoffs, we had, of course, CBC had I think lost thirty-one positions, mostly in Toronto, none in Winnipeg, and uh, also the Star, the Toronto Star, closed oh, yeah. down their their Star Metro papers, which are like I don't know if they're the Met, is it like the Metro that we used to have here? The Metro was shut down here years ago. But you know what I thought about? It? I thought we talk about this almost every time it happens, and I think I might like compile all of our media nerds episodes into a playlist to talk about. It. It's like a historical record of what happens every time they do a series of layoffs or shut down a bunch of newspapers. Uh, it feels like journalism is dying. It really does. Uh, it's not, and certainly our journalism instructors here would, would be the first to tell you that journalism is not dying. But it's hard to encourage our students many of which do come into this program in an effort to become journalists, yeah. and then some, some of them change their minds midway through like I did. But
1: don't forget there's a consolidation going. It's not just that everything, like the New York Times isn't shutting down. It's, it's I shouldn't say it's struggling. Uh, every paper is challenged with revenue streams. Right, and it's and, not just newspapers. Right. But there, But as other papers close, more people have to turn to the ones that are still there. And that's, I think, the New York Times' benefit is that they are the paper of record uh north america maybe in other places as well and uh and so digital subscriptions are up at the new york times and it's part of the natural selection of other ones of local ones shutting down and then um people relying on the national one to cover the news which by the way isn't a great uh, set of circumstances to rely on the globe and mail to report on winnipeg we would be that's the uh, problem. Is bad. that it's
0: local news that's in trouble here, yeah, not journalism. Right. Local news, local newscasts, uh, TV newscasts, uh, radio is is you know is not. I don't think as hurt by this, but still I think affected by uh, by this reduction. There are there have been layoffs in radio here in Winnipeg. I like I should disclose. I work for Chorus Entertainment, which owns CGOB mm-hmm. and and then other stations. Uh, we don't have a creative department. It's in Edmonton. So they laid off their – a couple of years ago, whenever the last round of layoffs were there, they laid off their entire local creative department. So that means that all of our ads are either written by someone in Edmonton or written by the client, which happens quite frequently. So that's not a great set of circumstances <laughs> either. But the question is, what can they do? So I want to focus on, like, what are they doing now? What Let's t- look, take a look at some changes that have, they've made in an effort to try – not layoffs, but other changes they've made to new local newscasts to try and – improve them or make them more profitable. And then what we should just kind of brainstorm what they can do. Um, One thing that Global has done, uh, they they initially went to, for their late 10 o'clock news, because every newscast does, now CTV does a noon newscast. Do they not still do that? Oh, it's been so long since
1: I've watched a noon newscast, I I don't even know. I'm
0: sure that they still did it. So noon newscast, then they do, CTV starts at 5 p.m., and they do a full two hours of news. They do they do five PM, they do six PM, and then they go right till mm-hmm. seven. So it's but basically for that two hours, it's a cycle of like news, weather, sports, news, weather, sport, like the kind of thing where we they come back to the weather. is designed to for people to come and go. Basically, it's on the air so people can turn it on whenever they're home in that time slot. They can get in a, in about a twenty minute stretch. They can get. Some headlines, some sports, and some weather, and then they can go out. It's kind of the same thing as radio, basically, because that's what a radio show is. Radio morning yeah. show is that as well, right? With traffic thrown in there. And they do traffic in the morning show on TV as well, which is hilarious. Um, so that's, that's CTV. Uh, S- Global um, has – they did go to a Toronto-based newscast at 10 o'clock, which everyone hated. I just um, hate
1: seeing the reporter go,
0: GTA. Oh, in man. the GTA – not only that, but they don't know how to say Steinbeck. Uh, there was one instance where, and they how still, did they pronounce it? Steinbach, oh. uh, like they like Bach, the composer. Oh no! Um, so this was how ha- this happened, uh, and okay. they, on the weekends they still do this. So the weekend crew works. They all like local reporters are still putting together their packs and doing their stories, and the writing for the web and producing the TV. But they send it all to Toronto, and then the, it's a Toronto anchor, a Toronto weather person. And they're just reporting, reading from a prompter, reporting on these stories. They don't know anything about Manitoba, necessarily. They don't know how to say Steinbeck. They don't know the details and that kind of stuff. So people hated that in the 10 o'clock news. They've gotten rid of that. They've gone back to a local 10 o'clock newscast here in Winnipeg, which is good. But at the same time, it's two people. And I don't know why it's two people. right? They've got two anchors there. I just don't understand why we're still – and obviously CTV is getting rid of that. They got rid of Gord LeClaire. I don't think they're going to replace him. I think it's going to be Merrily Caruso. Well, of course. And that's it. I haven't watched it since he's he's been laid off. But like, I don't know why we're kind of so stuck in this idea of a dual anchor newscast.
1: Well, how about this? Let's throw this out there. Um, and I like a lot of the local personalities that are on there. Oh, they're super nice they, people.
0: Like, I, I know yeah. I've met quite a few of them over my time working in media. And the global – I'm pretty – Tight with a global crew, so they're all good people. But
1: I like to, you know I like seeing my local newscast uh, shopping at Sobeys, for instance. That's right. Where you're there, <laughs> yeah, You that's can fun. see them like, uh, you know, you can see them uh, feeling the heads of lettuce. That's right. Or, yeah, 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 Or whatever that's you fun. do at a supermarket. That's what I do. I feel the heads of lettuce. I feel and the heads of I shoppers.
0: <laughs> I just go around feeling people's heads. <laughs> that's that's what I do.
1: Well, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh But uh, I think. Uh, like, Let me throw this out there. This is a terrible thing to even consider, but I think that's part of what's happening, and that is we can get the news online without an anchor, right? You don't need the idea of somebody delivering you the news um, when you have it at your fingertips and you can see it quickly uh, is an outdated model, and uh, the wait, hey, stay tuned and we'll show you the weather in five minutes is outdated because we can just look at our phone and see the weather, and uh, of course, there. But there is no person on the phone delivering it to us. It is just the weather.
0: Sometimes it's got a cool graphic, right? If you got yeah. like a fancy weather app that tells you, sure. the, like lightning animation. You,
1: I mean, you can you can look at the radar yourself now.
0: That's awesome. I love doing that. Yeah, I do. So that was fun.
1: Yeah, I have it on Apple TV actually. Oh, cool. The uh, AccuWeather. You I get in front remember. of it.
0: You have a really big screen TV. You can get in front of it. Pretend yeah. you're a weather person. We've got a high, a low-pressure front coming in. Well, I've in never done that. North. That sounds like a good time. I'm going to do that. That sounds like fun. Well, it's cool. People love that, by the way. Whenever people go yeah. to like a tour of a, of a TV station or something like that, they love doing the get green screen. Get in front screen. of the, the green screen. The weather thing is the big hit for sure, which is hilarious. So, yeah. No, you got, you're got you right, though. We don't need these things anymore, but we don't necessarily need it delivered on the, on the radio in the news format either. They're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to reach people who like to get their news in different ways. Not everybody likes to read their news off a of phone.
1: Well, I remember the first time I saw Snapchat. <laughs> and uh, after I was finished watching all the boobs and butts bouncing up and down, I thought to myself, no, I'm just kidding. I thought to myself, um, uh, this looks like something new and exciting. And by definition, the way the news is presented looks old and out of date and and it's and uh, and not that Snapchat is going gangbusters at this point but mostly because Instagram has stolen has stolen what made them what made Snapchat special which right. is the videos or whatever the stories. but that the stories but that thing what it has done is is it's made it less valuable to be on TV because everybody's on TV if they want to be through the, through any app that you like. So being on there and having somebody serve you up information because they're credible um, has gone away. Like the Walter Cronkites of the world, I, there's nobody who really look, you know, turns to the news anchor to go, tell me what's legit. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, we, it's it's personal, It's personalities, not personas, which is what those anchors are and were, is personas.
0: But there still is, like you want somebody local, there's still that, like people don't like the idea of a person in Toronto giving the news to Winnipeggers. No. You know what I mean? So that, there's some still something to be said for having a local person yeah. who is from Winnipeg give you the news or present the news to you
1: How many of those do you need though
0: Well no I don't exactly yeah. not only that but then you can go with the City City TV route City TV is probably the lowest channel on the You know, in the in the hierarchy of channels here in in Winnipeg, anyway, they don't they don't do as well locally. And they are you mean
1: in terms of ratings?
0: Yeah, in terms of everything. I mean, they um, they used to rule the morning with having a big breakfast and breakfast television. They were only morning show in town. And then the CRTC instituted new rules, and everybody had to have a morning show. So they ditched that, and they went with a newscast. Now I don't know how they're managing to produce the amount of hours they're required to produce for a local. Every channel is supposed to produce a certain amount of local hour coverage, mm-hmm. hours coverage or whatever. Um, but they do what they do, they don't have an anchor. They go from reporter to reporter. Have you ever watched a city TV newscast?
1: Uh at one point in my life. No, I, I mean did, recently not, in the last no. year or two. No.
0: So what they do is it's basically they start city news and they go, they have start with one reporter. It's sometimes shot as a stand-up, sometimes they're in studio, but it's like they they introduce the story, they they throw to the clip. They play the clip. They come back, or they just go, whoosh, and there's like a whoosh transition, and they're on to the next story, and that's it. It's a series of stories, and then they whoosh, and they go to a commercial, come back, then they show the weather. So it's all there's no anchor. It just jumps from reporter to reporter the whole time. Interesting. Um, I don't know if that's more effective or not. Uh, they. It's different. I, I mean, again, I'm not in the habit of watching TV news at six o'clock. This appointment yeah. television is also an issue, and I don't bother Pvring it because why would you? Why you? You can get the news yeah. anytime, anywhere. That's the it, problem.
1: And the and the and the news you want to read is the latest news, right? And that's what you. That's what online gives you. But remember, remember for a while there on uh, Much Music and MTV, it was they 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 pioneered the reporter with the camera. <laughs> Who holds out the mic? Shoots their own stand-up and does the everything. VJs. VJs, right? Yeah, but it was no, no, not even the VJs. They, it was like they would have like the people who couldn't be VJs. They, they, you know <laughs> what I mean? That face tattoos and whatever else. And so, and and, and they would be. You're watching. I they, don't
0: remember anybody with face tattoos. Okay, maybe
1: I made that up. But they, but they run around Toronto because that's where they were. And uh, and then now, know, of and, course they had speakers' corner, yes. and that's all just become the internet everything that much music and mtv used to do has become the internet like so so that's where all of that stuff uh you know where, where it can be found now and to do like that when i watch the newscast now i just think what a charming throwback to another time because we have a hundred other different models to choose from that uh in terms of uh news consumption so it's just not the thing that it once was like when i was in, at uh, red river college as a student uh, so that would have been – I graduated in 94. If you could have gotten a job at uh, at any TV news station, you were considered a god among men. You were considered like you have the keys to the kingdom. I remember one of my fellow students got hired as the anchor for Kenora. Kenora – was that global? I don't know. Ah. They, don't have, they
0: don't have a thing there now. No,
1: they do not have one now, but they did at the time. Okay. I, I always remember like, what are you covering? Well,
0: at the time it would have been yeah. – I don't think Global existed back then. It would have been CKD here in Winnipeg. I oh, know.
1: I don't know what it was. Yeah, but it, it was, was
0: something similar to that. Like it would have been the call letters of whatever station it but was. But I
1: remember she was considered like a goddess among men and women, <laughs> like that she had managed to somehow parlay this. I just remember thinking, like, once you've reported on the chip truck, once you've gone to the, so good. Once, once you've gone to Husky the Musky, their little town mascot, once you've gone to the water to see what's going on there, now what are you going to report on? You know? Yeah. What do you do when there's no cottagers there? Well, what that's, you report that's
0: why the, in, in smaller towns, the, the main form of media usually takes on the form of a, a weekly newspaper. Yeah, that's right? right. And that will cover the – and that's a good way to consume – and I'm not saying these are bad ways to consume the news. i actually quite enjoying, when I do have time, sitting down to read a newspaper is actually a oh, nice exercise. I do that every day still. Like, I, right. I, I don't, but when I do – I'm able to do it. It is a nice, relaxing way to get the news. I, yeah. I'm not – you know that's still a fun thing to do it just doesn't fit into my my busy schedule that I can do that every day and that's that that is the case for most people i think even and i do still prefer getting the news from the radio it's always been my my preferred way of getting the news so i will listen i know that at the bottom of the hour and the top of the hour i'm going to get a brief rundown of the news as chosen by that radio Person Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm one of these people who do this. I'm my job is to curate the news and to pick the stories that I think the listener is going to be interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do that, and and so I trust that's a level of trust with the person that I know uh, that is on the other end of that microphone and and uh, giving us that news. Um, But yeah, the TV thing was never my favorite, and it was never. I don't know, it was just not my preferred way. And I think it's an older generation thing, too. We're seeing, like, baby boomers still do that, although my mom doesn't do it anymore. She's She she used to love it. That was, like, her big thing. She said she could not cut the cable because of that, because she wanted local news. And now you can get, I think you can get it streaming. Can you do that yet? Should, I should have looked this up before we do this. They should, be, they should be streaming it, although they don't make advertising dollars that way somehow. I don't know how that works. But the other thing I, I wanted to ask you was, should we look at doing stuff other than the news? Why is it always the news? Like all, the CRTC doesn't say they're required to produce news content. They're try, they're required to produce local content. Well, so why can't we do other things with that?
1: There used to be uh, local talk shows, there was a local yeah. movie review show with a gentleman who's now in prison. There is a um there was um all the little um Puppets, uh the puppets, uh Uncle Bob oh, and, uh, and Buckley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beevan Buckley, like all of those. There's children's local Skittle children's. Bits. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, uh, what was the one with Lori Mustard? Then you, of Switch course, back. then you had like uh
1: Shaw doing whatever it was back then doing their um local programming. You we were
0: with... part of that for a while.
1: Yeah, but no, but I mean like pre that. Yeah. Pre like, like, guy with record collection
0: plays records. Yeah, like, you right. know what yeah. I mean? The Star Trek yeah, Club. Yeah. The Star... That's a oh, great yeah. one. The Star Trek Club. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Star Trek Club, and a, and uh, you can actually buy a DVD of all this stuff. Somebody's compiled. Oh, really? Oh, that's DVD. awesome. Yeah. I might even still have it kicking around. But, but yeah, they, there's all different kinds of local programming you can do. But I think the issue is the internet sucked it all in. It's all it's all there. If you want local programming, you just go onto the internet and get it.
0: So there's nothing that TV stations could do now to show us other than the TV shows that we like to watch. Like we like to watch regular. TV shows. Yeah. And
1: meanwhile, everyone's cutting the cable and what and watching streaming services. That's right. Like it's 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 the it's the classic always one step behind what everybody's doing. And then if you would if you're a late adopter in terms of being the media outlet that then goes streaming, which is hard for a local outlet to do unless you're streaming live on Facebook or something. But that right away takes away any power of your message is to, is to stream on a niche platform like that. Although I guess maybe Facebook is a niche anymore. but um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I like if you're always playing catch up with your format and, uh, and with, with, uh, in a form of media where especially our students, they do not have cable packages unless they live at home.
0: That's right. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah.
1: And they're not getting them either. No. They're not going to get them when they move out.
0: No. And they're, they're growing up without cable TV and it's
1: unfortunate. It's just a fact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I wish. I wish I thought about this through a little bit more. Before came on here. I wanted to come and kind of come up with some good ideas for for local media. Like I, I would love to see a local TV channel give someone a shot with some kind of a different show. And I'll tell you this. Uh, speaking about the morning news, morning programming, because everyone has a morning show now. Well, CTV and Global have morning shows, and I was watching this morning. And I watched the Global News last night. And watched the Global Morning Show this morning. And they had, and they're going to great expense right now. They flew out; uh, they're one of their hosts to Calgary because our team is in the Grey Cup, so uh, which is in, in for the American listeners, that's our Super Bowl kind of thing. <laughs> it's Kind of like the Canadian. Oh Super boy,
1: yeah, are you ever giving it? Well, credit.
0: that's the, it is. It's the number one football game in the, of the year. But yeah. our local team, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, are playing in the Grey Cup, so we sent reporters out to Calgary to cover that. Um, they're throwing out to her, like and doing kind of live remotes from there. Um, but other than that, it's kind of your basic newscast, new yeah. morning newscast, like. Interviews with stories and that kind of stuff. I tell you, what I've been watching most of the time, most mornings when I wake up, I watch Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning, on YouTube. And it's awesome. It's hilarious. It's not local. It's not like anything having to do with Winnipeg, although one of their staff is from Winnipeg. Um, But it's just hilarious. Today they built a a catapult, catapult to launch a hot dog into a bun. That was the goal. (laughs) They did it. And they they just showed, it's basically just a video about that. And and so every morning, you know you're going to get something funny and entertaining and it's only about 15 minutes long and then you're off to to work. So it's a perfect piece of content for the morning. Why can't we do something like that?
1: Uh, I think we probably could do something like that. And I think, you know, and I I have more sort of, (laughs) I, I have more, less suggestions and more kind of what needs to go But even things like, and I've been saying this for years, but the stand up at the end. of, Oh, yeah. Like our students do um, a project called the Live Hit Derby and they have lots of fun with it and it's great. And we should keep doing it forever. Um, But in terms of local news, what value does it bring to send a truck out where something has happened in the past and is not happening now? So you have a reporter standing at the police tape reporting live from the police tape. It
0: lends legitimacy to the story. It shows that the reporter actually went out there. I'm just giving you the other argument for it. That's why they do it. It's yeah, like... but the
1: news is over, right? <laughs> I know. The stabbing victim is in, in the hospital. That's right. The other person is locked up, and you're standing next to some tape. Yes. There's nothing. There's nothing to see.
0: Well, the reporter showed I went here. I, I talked to people in the what area. What a waste of resources. I guess.
1: It's environmentally unfriendly, at the very least. At the worst, it's a waste of the reporter's time. I'd say to go down there.
0: Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think that uh, is it? Are, are all of our local media outlets going to just become on like just websites? Is that what we're gonna get? We're gonna lose the local news on TV, oh, that's- and just just be websites? And they can be video, there can be audio, there can be all that stuff, but just existing on websites. I'd say
1: as long as giant media conglomerates own these own stations, there will be TV. The question is. Uh, what, what, will the, what will it look like? It'll look reduced, and it'll have fewer people doing it. Like when you watch CTV on the weekend, the news, CTV Newsnet, do they still call it that? I think so. Oh, God, I don't know. But anyway, I watch it fairly regularly, and they have the poor anchor uh, interviewing people by Skype all day. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I hate that because the quality yeah, is awful. It's
1: terrible, and and, she, and it's a thankless task for her. And she and they cycle through the same news over and over and over all day long, and it's it's uh, I don't know like that, but that there you go. There's some cost saving right there.
0: That's kind of what I do on the radio. I cycle through the same news over ah. and over. I do. I, I have like three or four different versions of the stories, and I mix them up and I re, really? re yeah repackage it every every half hour to go on there and talk about it. But it's the same stuff. Just because you don't you know, people aren't usually listening all the way through. They're usually listening for half an hour at the time. See what I, I would driving. do
1: when I was uh, did my internship at CJOB. What I would do is I would write news stories, and then I would I would always do the joke, the joke. Like I remember uh, somebody s- broke into a lingerie and stole it, so the first joke was hot underwear because it's stolen. And then and so so you make you think of all the jokes, and then I would write three stories in which I use different hot underwear jokes.
0: Oh man, and That's they hard. used
1: them. Oh wow, but you know why? Because it was a Saturday. That's right. That's why they used them. <laughs> so so to me, news writing was about joke writing. That's funny. When possible. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: not the case anymore. No, well, yeah.
1: well on Saturday, the, the, the guy in charge, I can't remember his name. is very nice, and he, he didn't care. Okay. He was a nice Mennonite man. And he just didn't care. He was like, "Here, here's the newspaper, write some news. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's not the case anymore either. No, no. All right. So we've, we've come up with no solutions. <laughs> we've just kind of talked Streaming. about it. Streaming. Streaming is, is the way to go. Stream everything live, Facebook Live, and come up with different con- I would love to see some different content, not just news, but other stuff. The
1: commercial interruptions cannot
0: last. Uh, well, I mean, YouTube is going there. Only route as for well. live events. Yeah, live events. Maybe. Yes. By also, hey, sure. Throw some
1: commercials in there because we'll watch those. But uh, for. Uh, local news running hours at a time. I don't think anybody's gonna make it through. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like watching The Walking Dead with commercials. No one's gonna make it through. <laughs> They're not gonna make it through alive, and neither will you.
0: All right, let's wrap things up quickly with some recommendations for the audience. I got for a good one. I
1: got a good one. I got a quick one. All right. Amazon Prime, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel.
0: I'm already watching it. Oh,
1: yeah, but... I'm into second It's not season. for you, it's for everybody else. Right, well. And why the hell did nobody tell me that that show is about stand-up comedy?
0: How did you not know it was about stand-up comedy? I knew it was I about just, stand-up comedy. I thought
1: it was about a lady with fancy a fancy pink coat and hat based on the logo. That's just the poster. And then, and I just... I had no idea that that's what it was about. So I was so pleasantly surprised. The ma- it's like it's like Mad Men for the attention to detail. And yes, it's, it's got a, period- a very oh. meta- it's
0: like late fifties, so a, a little bit before Mad Men, but it is. And I, for some reason, I thought here's my misconception about it. I thought it was in the thirties or something like that. I thought it was like a Depression era drama, and it's not. It is. It's the late fifties, like it, 1958. It is. And a it's delight. about like the 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 Greenwich Village kind of. Yeah. Um, a Beatnik comedy scene with uh, what's his name Lenny Bruce Lenny is Bruce there. is in it and and that kind of stuff and yeah it's really good like it's, it's hilarious the the actor play the actress who plays the title character is amazing uh, what's her name from Mad TV I'm blanking on her yeah. name but she's so good she's amazing she's she's won Emmys they both yeah. won Emmys Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub is awesome he's amazing he's so funny. Um, yeah, I'm into season two already and I'm, I'm just love it. It's so I good. am
1: into season two, season three is coming out soon. Yeah, that's right. So there. I'm into season two and I would say there's only one episode that I thought was a misstep and I I'm not going to say which one that was, Why not? but for the re- or should I say the first, the season premiere of season two. I oh, thought, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I thought it was just it was it didn't ring true. It didn't ring true. And but maybe it wait. was
0: because uh, we didn't take a break between seasons. Like the thing about the way that was that was kind yeah. of mapped out, it was a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of yes uh, se- uh, season one. So, but we went rolled right into season two. So we did not have that break. So maybe that because a lot of it retread a lot of the end of the se- first season. So and so, it's a bit so, repetitive. But, I but what I love
1: about the show is the stand up seems real, but not in that episode it doesn't.
0: So, well, it, shows so, you, it shows you how they develop the comedy, yes. and and that kind of stuff. So I think it's yeah, it's very very good.
1: Oh, it's it's fantastic. I I love that show. And now I've stopped watching Man in the High Castle, and I've stopped watching Mozart in the Jungle. Because Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, all Um, many syllables. It's all
0: going away. Once The Expanse comes out next month, it's all going down. That's what I'm watching. Give us a recommendation. Uh, I'm going to recommend – I'm I'm currently reviewing my students' podcasts that they had (laughs) it in. So I'm going to give a shout-out to Food Dudes. You can find them on Anchor or Spotify. Just search Food Dudes as it's spelled – and it's two of our students uh, reviewing local eateries, and it's quite funny. These guys have great chemistry, and they're really, really funny. So as I go through these, I'll recommend them, the ones that are worth recommending. And this is definitely worth recommending. So check out Food Dudes on Spotify. Are the Food
1: Dudes nude and rude? No.
0: Are well, they maybe, lewd? They're, they're a little bit rude and a little bit lewd, but they're not nude. I hope they're not nude. They're in, they are can't really see them because it's a podcast. but anyway, Crude? They're a bit crude, too. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan vatabonker
1: I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.